City of Heroes podcast, episode 41. Special. It's all about I-13. Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Today. Today. That is all we're doing here. So, if you don't like listening to dry old release notes, <laughs> this is not the podcast you're looking for. Because <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're literally yes. reading the release notes and then editing and getting this up as quickly as possible. Of course, our opinions and other fluffitude <laughs> around it, as well as the current known bugs. Right. That's that was that have posted. already cropped up since this morning's launch. And I've experienced a few. How about you? <laughs> Did you experience that? I yet? jumped in and jumped out. I yeah. moved some people around to get their day job on and <laughs> and I had no bugs. Yeah. Okay, but. well let's get started here. We've got the <laughs> issue thirteen power and responsibility release mm-hmm. notes. For people who were not keeping up before. Well, you know what? There's a lot. There is a lot, and there is no mission creation since they did move that to issue 14. Right, the architect so Just issue. in case you haven't checked in in a while, that's not the release you're looking for. <laughs> this is not the release you're looking for. But it's, there's tons of cool stuff. There really, really is. I was really surprised when I went to print off everything because it's 10 pages. Mm, so mm-hmm. buckle up, kittens. <laughs> First off, it starts, and I'm going strictly by what they posted at the City of Heroes website. Mm-hmm. So in their order, we've got, first off, the Midnight Squad story arcs for level 20 to 25 heroes and level 30 to 35 villains. I guess that would be or. Mm-hmm. The Midnight Squad has need of its members in recovering some stolen artifacts. Heroes and villains should speak to Mercedes Sheldon, who can be found inside the Midnighter Club in the side wing that leads to the Hero Zone Steel Canyon. Because you know mm-hmm. how fun it is to find stuff inside that little area. <laughs> The Simarora story arcs for level 40 to 50 heroes and level 35 to 50 villains. Players can journey back through time back to the ancient land of the Roman Simaroran Peninsula, where they can talk to Daedalus for heroes or Sister Erlia for villains to encounter new challenges. The Merit Reward System A new game system that allows players to earn tokens by completing trials, task forces, strike forces, story arcs, defeating giant monsters, and more. The most challenging and time-consuming tasks grant the most reward tokens, which can be redeemed throughout hero and villain zones for recipes, enhancements, salvage, inspirations, and other game items. Merit representatives will show up on your mini-map in all undisputed city zones. And then there's a link for more information about the merit rewards. Very cool. I think it'll be interesting to see how things like the 
um, what's it called? The Transcendence Trial, mm-hmm. which is a really easy, quick little trial to run if you know what you're doing. It's right. under 30 minutes if you know what you're, if you're, yeah. if, if you, you have a good team. If you don't do it the team, way they intended. <laughs> right. If you're able to, you know, do the fast forward mm-hmm. route like we do, that's 30 minutes. So I wonder if they grant it as a, it's an hour and 30 minute timed mission, but if you get it done in less than 30 minutes, if that affects mm. Which category it falls into as far as how difficult it is. Right. So, because that, we might have to run that a few hundred times. So, yeah, if it's based (laughs) on what you do or based on what their rating is. Yeah. Because it's a hard. I'm guessing it'll be their rating. If you run it like they wrote it, Mm -hmm. it's really hard. Oh, yeah. To the fact that we've never actually done it and we just look at it and go, that's hard. I don't want to do it that way. (laughs) Just read the horror stories on the forums. Right. So that'll be interesting to see. I still, it makes me want to run it once with and once without again Mm -hmm. with the fast forward. Next, we move on to day jobs. Day jobs takes the concept of offline character progression to a new level, incorporating a variety of potential rewards and allowing players to add further depth to their character's identity and backstory. Is your hero a banker when not out stopping crime? Or maybe a simple shopkeeper? Is your villain an avid clubber or perhaps a smuggler? Whatever you choose, badges <laughs> and accolades await in addition to other bonuses. And I will say that I, I did move a couple of gals around. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised to find that my little level 11 on our alt server who was in Wentworth's. Mm-hmm. I had left her. She, you know, I play her once every six months when the server's down on our, on our usual server's down. Cause it's the other coast on for that server yeah. that runs it. So I logged in and she must've been parked at Wentworth's for a while because I've already got the Wentworth power. Mm-hmm. And what I read, it looks like for up to two hours in game time, as often as every 15 minutes, I can use that power to go back to Wentworth's. Wow. So it looks like, you know, it is looking at the past because, I mean, it yeah. was just like maybe five minutes of standing in Wentworth's when I first <laughs> logged in with her. And I doubt that you can get it that quickly. Right. So I guess it looks, you know, luckily I already had her somewhere that was beneficial. Yeah. So we'll see. Because it looked like, I think it was like 21 days that you had to have someone parked in a... Isn't that what it was? 21 days. I had 10 hours in the back of my head. I don't remember what. Yeah, I guess we'll have to, it doesn't go into that here, which is a shame, but there is a link for the dev diary designing more. And I've already seen more issues. I mean, more information in other places and we'll definitely be talking about it more. You know, think about it. It's gotta be more than 10 hours. And if I had, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, 10 hours, babe. That's like overnight. <laughs> and if I had realized that it wasn't in here, I would have printed it off because I did just find a really good, you know, little piece on that. But I thought it would be here. But anyways, it's it's already working. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you log, you go next to, you go into a hospital and you get the little icon that you're in the zone for the, high, yeah. the, the hospital badge. So. I'll have to log in some more characters and see if any of them were have already we're, parked somewhere. Yeah, some know. are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And at first glance, it looked to me like the power I would most like would be the Wentworth teleport <laughs> to have yeah. that at the end of a night. But yeah. it's only two hours in game. So if you're running a task force, you're not even going to have that at the end of the night because it's two hours in game. Hmm. I think it was two hours. It sure looked like it. So next we move on to new power sets, shields. 
have to shield for heroic or villainous ends. This new power set brings a classic power to City of Heroes, shields. Mm. Now you can arm tankers, scrappers, and brutes with a powerful shield to protect themselves and their allies. Pain domination. Villains can now bend the power of pain to serve their own ends. Those playing a corruptor or mastermind have access to this new power set. The antithesis of the hero healing power set, Empathy. Pain domination brings parity between heroes and villains with a distinctively evil flair. Cool. Next, we have the Leveling Pact, a new innovation to MMOs. This system allows you and a friend to create new characters and have your XP be permanently in sync whether both characters are online or not. You will always be the same level, even if your friend plays 10 times more often than you do. Please note that a pact can only be created between characters who are level 5 and under. To begin a pact, right-click on your friend's character and choose Invite to Leveling Pact. XP and Influence are split between both players. You know, you get spam group invites and spam SD yeah. invites. I wonder if people... Right where you zone in, like an atlas, when you first make a new character, uh-huh. one of people are going to get oh, good spam gravy. packed invites. Oh my gosh, I hope not. Level me when I'm offline. And I do believe that this is still available only to do two in a pact at a time. Because mm-hmm. it specifically says you and a friend, not right. friends. Right. And they did say that eventually they would It'll allow more. A full eight right. person team. But for now, it's just two people. Mm-hmm. Another new feature is multiple builds. Characters can create a second build with different power selections and enhancement slotting and switch between builds by talking to any trainer for heroes or any arbiter for villains. Now you can have separate builds for soloing and grouping or for PvP. The second build works like a respec, so you can change anything except your primary and secondary power sets. Mm. Enhancements are not shared between builds. Mmm, expensive. The second build is slotted with enhancements separately from your first build. You can swap builds once every 15 minutes. Hmm. All powers fully recharge when switching builds. And switching between builds has no influence or infamy costs. Hmm. Easy peasy. That's a really cool feature. Mm Mm-hmm. That I'll never use. <laughs> I probably won't. I don't well, like we be. discussed in another episode, I think it would be very interesting, particularly for Keldians, mm-hmm. to do like an all-human peacebringer or triform. Mm-hmm. I would also actually, I'm going to take that back. I might actually use it for like my tanker or for like a healer build mm-hmm. to make them. One build be more team. Yeah, have one be a super buffer and one solo. be a super healer. Or, well, no, I was thinking or have some a I really aggressive tanker or a really defensive tanker. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. To go faster through missions when I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. But yeah, interesting. Now the next logical expansion I could see to this would be to actually have templates, so you mm. could have a preset template that you can load. Gotcha. But maybe not. <laughs> this fan base pr- seems to be pretty big on individualization, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that are always asking, what's the best build? What's yeah. this? How do I slot? You know, there seems to still be a lot of questions on that. So I can see why it would be useful. Well, uh, what I'm mainly thinking is that if you want to 
create a character on another server that has the same build or mm. something like that. So like that, the costume templates that you can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But for power sets. And a big one is villain patron powers unlocked. Mm. Which many villains seem to be quite excited about. Yeah, I think it's huge. Now, any villain that has unlocked any patron power pool can freely select another when respecking or making multiple builds. That's so cool. Offering the same flexibility that heroes are afforded with ancillary powers. You know, on the page that looked like one giant thing, but it's just one paragraph, the next one's big. <laughs> you know, I understand conceptually why they did that. You select a patron mm -hmm. and that's it. I right. really understand the concept. And it it's kind of like, well, they maybe should have kept it that way. But to lock people into that permanently, mm -hmm. I think was a bit ridiculous. And a respect's a respect. You're mm -hmm. realigning everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that those folks have the freedom to re-choose and experience mm -hmm. other content. And it makes sense that they did it with this multiple build yeah. thing. Well, I say other content. I'm guessing that the different patrons give you different content even beyond... Because I believe that Rich, who had done our mm -hmm. villain episode previously, said that... Didn't he say that when you select a patron that you have to do certain missions from that patron I to think get so. your power, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's still something after that or if it's just like, a, okay, here, run this, and now you've got the power. Hmm. Hopefully there'd be more content there, even yeah. if it's just random here and there. Anyways, go ahead. Blah, blah, That's blah. True. So this was the longer item, PvP revamp. Ooh, lots of people up in arms about this. Yeah. PvP combat has been completely revamped in this issue in an attempt to make it more fun for all archetypes and builds. Please note that these changes only take effect in PvP situations. These changes have no effect on PvE, player versus environment, meaning, you know, the normal non-PvP zone gaming. Right. Here are a summary of the major changes. The damage of all attacks has been refigured. Basically, the longer the activation slash animation time of an attack power, the more damage the power is going to do. There are adjustments for recharge time and endurance cost, but the actual time the power takes up in an attack chain is the primary consideration. In general, the base damage of all archetypes has been increased in PvP zones and arenas. The containment bonus for controllers in PvP has been reduced because of their higher base damage. Being hit by an attack triggers movement suppression, just as making an attack does. Hmm. Suppression for being hit by an attack is always the same duration. Any power with a negative impact on the target, including all debuff powers, is considered an attack. Hmm. Note that teleport powers are completely disabled when suppressed. Healing powers also trigger suppression. The greater the base range of an attack, the longer the suppression for the attacker. Teleport Foe and related powers in Gravity Control and Warshade power sets now grant three-quarters of a second untouchable flag on the target. So you make them invincible for three-quarters of a second, hmm. I guess. Resistance and defense powers have greater diminishing returns when stacking than in PvE and lower caps. Healing powers suffer from diminishing returns when several are used in a short period of time. Ooh. All archetypes, except tankers and masterminds, have some default resistances to all attacks in PvP. Interesting. 
Unlike in PvE, defensive toggles do not suppress when you are held or stunned. This means that not only do the toggles not drop, they continue to grant defenses while the player is held or stunned. Interesting. Melee classes gain extra resistances to all debuffs and to movement slows. These bonuses are linked to the power in each set that gives status protection. Unyielding stance, wet ice, plasma shield, etc. You know, the whole movement slows thing, at least my experience, when I've tried to slow people in PvP, they don't seem like they ever slow down. <laughs> so now they're really going to slow down even less. That's what a lot of people think. That it's messed up. <sighs> Buffing archetypes, defenders, controllers, corruptors, dominators, masterminds, have less ability to benefit from all buffing powers than other archetypes. The powers have less effect on them, and their caps are lower. Hmm. So everybody else will benefit the same, just you don't benefit from your own buffs or from people buffing you. Melee archetypes gain more benefit from buffing powers than other archetypes. The powers have greater effect on them, and their caps are higher. Defeating enemies in PvP can award influence or infamy inspirations, and rarely salvage, but no XP. In general, there is no such thing as status protection in PvP, only resistance. The exception is knockback protection, since knockback is a binary effect. The base durations of status effects are greatly reduced in PvP, generally 4 seconds for controllers and dominators, 2 seconds for all other archetypes. That is a whole lot of changes. <laughs> yeah... At the point that I was looking for the release notes and all that kind of stuff, I had seen the discussion. There were like four pages of discussion on the release today. Mm -hmm. Most of them were, please roll back <laughs> the changes to <laughs> PvP. Wow. I don't know that I saw anything supportive of the changes. Hmm. So interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how long they keep it like this, if it they're going to kind of... Seems it. like they're trying to force you to team better in PvP. Yeah. Well, it also Since... seems like everybody but melee archetypes are going to get their butts handed to them even more. Hmm. Because there's this protection given to melee, there's that protection given to melee, there's mm -hmm. this taken from buffing types. Well, shoot, I'm just not going to take my healer in. I'll go <laughs> get my shivens and that's it. I mean, the idea is that you go in with a solid group and mm -hmm. everybody helps everybody else. And... I understand that, but there's a lot of people that don't have a big group to go right, around with right, in right. PvP zone. That's what I was going to say. Most of my experience has been... So they're um, breaking PvP people for people People seem that to solo. solo a lot in PvP, not group, and so, yeah, yeah. it kind of seems like they're trying to force it. And So, and y'all yeah. tell us if we're wrong, because we're not big PvPers, so if, if we're misunderstanding it, then, you know, we'd love to hear from you on it. Like you said, that's what it sounds like from the forums. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of people unhappy, but it didn't. they didn't go into detail. I solo, or I play on teams, right. or this is why. And there's whole threads developed. Um, so were they all dedicated. stalkers? I didn't even, they don't even <laughs> tell you kidding. that. There were just some little one-line comments. I'm If I wanted to really get into the guts of what the boards are saying, there's whole threads dedicated yeah, to yeah. it. I'm more interested in what our listeners have to say, though, mm -hmm. so. Bring it. Preferably in voicemail. I would much rather have you guys give us your reasons in mm -hmm. your own voice because then I think it makes more sense than he and I trying to read it from an email yeah. or something. So we'd love to have you guys call in. 
And I'll give you that number right now, as a matter of fact, in case you feel like pausing the podcast and saying, well, hey, this is how I feel. The number is 206-203-1661 to call. Leave us a voicemail. Yeah. And we'll give the other info at the end. Mm-hmm. Now we move on to the combined notes for powers. Toggle power change. All player defensive toggle powers should now suppress when you are held, stunned, or slept instead of shutting off. Very cool. The toggles have limited or no functionality when in this state. If you're held flying, for instance, if the power which held you does not also have a minus fly function, you will remain in the air. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Status protection holds still provide hold, sleep, and stun protection even while other defenses are suppressed. I mean, as a tanker, as a Keldian, as a lot of things, yeah. it is so annoying to have to go flip your toggles back on. Yeah, and sometimes you can't do it just fast mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> Offensive toggles, those that damage or debuff, like radiation infection or icicles or rise to the challenge, will still detoggle as before. That makes sense. I don't mm-hmm. mind that. And patron pools expanded. Many of these high-level power tools have had a new power added at level 44 for a total of five powers in the pool. This power unlocks in the same way as the other level 44 power and also counts toward unlocking the level 47 power. Nice. (laughs) General power changes. Max status resistance cap for all archetypes are increased. This includes holds, stuns, immobilizes, sleeps, terrorize, fear, confuse, intangible, and untouchable. The most that any power's range can be debuffed has been altered. Minimum range is now 25% of normal range of the power. In other words, if the power has an 80-foot range base, it cannot be debuffed lower than 20 feet. Mm. Removed duplicate visual effects from the Holiday Rocket Pack Temporary Power. (laughs) Holiday Rocket Pack for the win. Jingle, jingle, jingle. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I just love it. The sound effect for energy manipulation power thrust was inadvertently changed and has been reverted to its original sound. The Warburg Nuke Chemical Burn power now correctly states that it reduces the target's defense and not accuracy in its long help. (laughs) The no-phase state, the period of time after leaving a phased state of invulnerability before you can enter it again, has been changed to allow you to phase-slash-hibernate for 30 seconds, then disallow such powers for 90 seconds. Invulnerability's unyielding power. This power's activation text should no longer state it reduces the user's Defense. <laughs> Details. Yeah. I wonder how many people weren't using that. <laughs> Wait, I turn on the toggle and I lose defense. No, I won't be taking that power. <laughs> it's okay. You can take it. <laughs> Powers grants. Pretty funny. Powers granted by the 54 month veteran badge no longer gain a bonus to damage dependent upon the character's origin. Hmm. The Gold Bricker Rocket Pack will no longer function in areas or missions where temporary powers are disabled. Ooh. <laughs> Web Grenade. All versions of this power now accept slow enhancements and IO sets. Mm. The run speed increase from the Empowerment Station buff will now correctly buff the player's run speed directly instead of buffing movement buffs on the player. 
Oh, okay. Trick Arrow's Ice Arrow. This power should now properly use the correct effects on a PvP target. Electric Blast's Short Circuit. Corrected help menu that stated that it drained endurance and gives it to the user. This power does not actually grant endurance to the user. That stinks. <laughs> Invulnerability set changes. Unyielding, remove to defense debuff. Invincibility, reduce per target defense buff to offset the change from unyielding, no net gain. Resist physical damage. Add 25% defense debuff resistance. And again, this is under the invulnerability set changes. Mm -hmm. Tough hide, add 25% defense debuff resistance. Resist energies, add 25% endurance debuff resistance. Resist elements, add 20% movement slow resistance. Fiery aura uh, temperature protection, add 20% slow resistance. Warmay set changes, clobber. Reduce recharge time to 16 seconds. Also, alter damage scale and endurance costs to match recharge time using the standard formula. Reduce stun duration from scale 10 to scale 5. Shatter, also under War Mace. Reduce max targets from 10 to 5. And then crowd control. Increase max targets from 5 to 10. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Balance. Changes to the tailor. New day job themed costume items added, including police officer and a variety of civilian suits. Added the ability to save and load player designed costume configurations to a file saved on the player's computer. Very cool. The Cyborg Pack Combat Auras will now be available at all levels for all players that purchased them. Bonus. Many costume auras have been optimized for performance. There are also a lot of new combinations for auras that didn't previously exist. I kind of want to go play with that now. <laughs> Can we do this later? No. I oh. think we should just kind of finish first. All right. Then you can go play. Okay. After you edit. <laughs> you edit. Just kidding. I'll edit. <laughs> Major changes to the supergroup costume color system. Oh. I don't remember hearing that before. I don't either. Most notably, each costume now has its own set of supergroup colors. We can bid a fond farewell to the days when changing your costume required entry to the supergroup color picker to repair the damage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it going to let me change my wing color back? I don't know, but it's done it to me, too. And, <laughs> and my to kilt. The, yeah, and going to the tailor doesn't fix it. Additionally, the supergroup color picker has been merged with the tailor screen. Solving the problems associated with applying supergroup colors to wings. Oh, okay. <laughs> if we had just let you finish reading. Okay, go ahead. What about my kilt? Oh, maybe the next line's about the kilt. <laughs> I kind of changed my kilt. <laughs> in the tailor shop, you can check out how your costume looks when in supergroup mode. Nice. Please note, you cannot load or save a costume when the tailor screen is in SG color picker mode. Okay. Color picker. <laughs> uh, fixed a cosmetic issue with the cyborg ACCAHUD aura. Akahud. Custom shields. The Talsorian shield is unlocked by redeeming 100 Vanguard merits at a Vanguard merit Ooh, station. Oh, I bet it's pretty. Yeah. Roman shields should be unlockable by earning the Centurion badge. Cool. The Romulus shield is unlocked by defeating Romulus Nictus once. 
The Romulus Nictus shield is unlocked by defeating Romulus Nictus five times. Mm -hmm. The Ru shield is unlocked <laughs> by earning the Visionary Badge or earning souvenirs from Shadow Shard Task Forces and Story Arcs. It's got a big eyeball. Awesome. It spins around. I haven't Very seen cool. pictures of those at all. No. Very cool. Well, it's all new. True. NPC critter changes. Freedom Core sonic grenades are no longer irresistible. Aww. <laughs> Circle of Thorns. Cold Thorn Mage Reflections should now use their offensive powers once again. <laughs> oh, man, we could have been picking on them. <laughs> Banished Pantheon Masks now range in level from 20 to 30. Infected level range now extends to level 10. Oh, goody. <laughs> More infected <laughs> things with weeping sores and stuff like that. Uh, tasks the Lost and Found story arc will now correctly award salvage for players that are significantly higher levels than the mission levels. Nice. And players can no longer drop mayhem and safeguard missions. Huh. Didn't know people would want to do that. Yeah. Well, I guess if they're just running them for XP, 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 then mm -hmm. I don't know. That just still kind of surprises me. I but, guess since yeah. they're supposed to be quickie. Yeah. There's supposed to be a sense of urgency to them. Yeah. You know? hmm. Boy, those mayhem missions. Oof. <laughs> no, thank you. And for bases. All supergroup base room prices and prestige costs have been rebalanced. Rent has been substantially changed. Rent is no longer charged on a per plot basis and is instead charged on a per item basis for certain specific items. Rent items include all storage, empowerment stations, medical auxes, I guess meaning auxiliary <laughs> items, mm -hmm. and second or third tier work tables. It does not include basic work tables, basic medical control, energy, or transport items. Refunds for base plots, base rooms, and base items will be issued if the price is changed. Players must enter the base before a refund is generated. I saw an epic refund <laughs> yeah, on our yeah. main base today. Epic. Major. Major. So major, I don't know what I'm going to do with all the prestige, major. <laughs> I need to plan it out, major. It was huge. So, yeah. They're, it's definitely working. Mm -hmm. Although I do have a problem, and maybe they'll address it here in the known issues. On the alt server, I was unable to go into our SG base. Mm -hmm. And I had it was on a small base plot, so we never had upgraded. We never had to play, pay upkeep on it. Uh-huh. I tried to enter that base, and it said, you can't enter because you have to pay your base upkeep. And I was like, right. And I thought, well, maybe I did upgrade the base, and I just don't remember it. So I went over to pay the base upkeep, and it said, oh, it's already paid. And I still can't get into the base. <laughs> so I've got to send a bug report on that and see what's going on. Hopefully that's something they already know about, so they're already fixing. Yeah. Next, we have all base crafted items now use invention salvage. Base salvage should only be needed in recipes that convert base salvage to invention salvage. And base salvage no longer drops. Mm -hmm. 
Base rating is currently being redesigned and will be in that state for some time. For the duration, <laughs> all base rating, including instant raids, will be disabled. Mm-hmm. Removed all rating-related restrictions on placing items in a base. Specifically, items may now intersect and or completely dot block... Wait, what? Really? Specific items... <laughs> I'm very excited about this, because yeah. I thought that they had taken that out, but... Specifically, items may now intersect and or completely block door-to-door paths or door-to-item paths. This change will allow much greater freedom in placing objects in your base. Wow. When raids are enabled again, players will be able to choose whether their base will abide by the new raiding-related restrictions. Hmm. Oh, yeah, now I want to play in base again. (laughs) I was just thinking, all that money, what am I going to do? Do I really want to mess with it? This is going to be kind of fun. Also, they've added a teleporter beacon for Pocket D, added SG badge to access Pocket D beacon. I'm guessing that's the one that's up on the top floor. There's that exploration Mm -hmm. badge up there in the monkey fight room. Yeah. Robo surgery can be attached to the basic reclamator. Spirit signal can be attached to resurrection rings. Base salvage racks can now hold a limited amount of invention salvage. Any crafted items stored on a character in personal inventory will charge the new prices. be interesting if they had messed up and said, you know, you had to get all the badges for the beacon. Because mm-hmm. then it would require a trucker, which you can only get during special events. Oh, yeah. That would upset some people. <laughs> yeah. And technically, though, that's not in Pocket D. That's in that's the seasonal true. area. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> It would make the next holiday event, the Christmas, I'm sorry, the holiday winter event. What do they call it? Winter event. Yes. Winter event. More popular, <laughs> though. Well, it already is pretty popular. The Festivus. The Festivus. <laughs> User interface. Character selection screen. Fix the problem where reordering characters on one server would cause the character order data for other servers to be corrupted. Oh. That's what did it. Interesting. Badge tracking user interface window. Updated to allow sorting by category. Contacts that are unlocked through getting a badge or reaching a certain level automatically give you a pop-up box letting you know they've been unlocked and are added to your active contact list, which already happened for me. Yeah, I logged in and got a couple. (laughs) Yeah, the new Simroar contact and the new Midnighter Squad Mm -hmm. contact popped up for me. Changed loading screen message to remove references to base salvage. Text is now selectable. There are new keyboard shortcuts related to text selection. Control plus X will cut the selected text and place it in the clipboard. Control plus C will copy the selected text to the clipboard. Control plus A will select all of the text where the cursor is and escape will clear a text selection. These keyboard shortcuts cannot be customized by the user. Text in the chat window is now reverse indented to prevent players from spoofing the chat of other players. (laughs) Hmm. In options, a player may now choose to have their character earn no experience. Yay! (laughs) My little rad rad defender's going to sit there at 38 until we're ready to run us some trials. (laughs) Next, we have changes to badges. Corrected the badge descriptions of Task Force and Strike Force Challenge badges that referred to Stature Level 1 as being 1 to 15 to be 1 to 14. 
All badges, other than invention badges, have had their hint text filled in with a greater amount of detail. All badges will explain how many foes need to be defeated, and accolades will explain which badges are needed to obtain them. Yay. Meters have been added to all badges where appropriate, and badges that track more than one kill, event, etc. should now have help text. Reduce the amount of healing required to obtain the empath badge <laughs> from one quadrillion jillion kabillion <laughs> to a mere 100 million. Yay. The artisan, master artisan, and by the way, I exaggerated that first number in case you didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I don't want anybody saying, Viv, you're wrong. It was only a kajillion. <laughs> the artisan, master artisan, craftsman, master craftsman, and fabricator badges should now correctly have their status meter update when the character crafts enhancements. Defeating contaminated will now fill your progress bar for the isolator badge, which appears after the 15th contaminated defeated. So don't freak out if you kill a couple contaminated and you don't see a progress bar. Mm -hmm. It won't show up until after the 15th is defeated. Fixed a bug where Banisher and Outlaw badges were not correctly granting. Granting something. That's where the sentence ends. <laughs> I guess being granted is what they meant to say. Mm -hmm. I'll forgive a typo because that... Announcement is full Correctly of awesome. Granted. Invention. To hit buffs slash debuff, common IOs should not state they buff or debuff accuracy any longer. Force feedback. Chance for plus recharge was not marked as irresistible, which meant your slow resistance powers decreased its benefit. This has been corrected and is now marked properly. Set bonuses that state they increase movement speed will now boost the base movement of the character instead of enhancing movement speed boosting powers. Knockback sets now improve knockdown and knockup powers instead of only knockdown. Universal travel power enhancement sets can no longer be slotted into sprint powers. Aww. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Invention origin enhancement sets that decrease the recharge time on a power should now correctly state plus recharge instead of minus recharge. Details. Mm-hmm. Added new IO sets and new IO set categories. There are some new IO sets that I'm going to skip because it doesn't actually give you any information. It just gives you their names and like... The level. Who really cares? Yeah, it doesn't tell you what they do, which is the number. <laughs> That's the NAMI. So we skip to chat. Players should no longer receive messages from those that are globally ignored after they zone. Huh. Won't that be nice? And a flashback to what Viv just said. Chat control C now copies whatever text is selected. Groovy. Which I noticed um, from what you were reading that control V was missing, which is paste because right. it's always been available. Right. But in case some people out there didn't know it, if you copy something from a website or from an email or from somewhere else in the game, control V will paste that into your chat window. Not control P. <laughs> control Viv. Control V. Hey, nobody controls Viv, my friend. Recognize. Like you don't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> 
NPCs and city zones. Mm -hmm. There is a reconnaissance officer at the entrance to or just inside most hazard zones. Oh, okay. Which would include Firebase Zulu, Mm -hmm. just inside the hollows, at the Steel Canyon Gate in Perez Park, in the Hive, in Boomtown, in the sewers, and in the rickety war zone base by the portal to the zone. The recon officers give you a rundown of the zone, including history, known hostels, and amenities, hospitals, trainers, etc. Cool. There's now a jetpack temp power vendor in all the Shadow Shard zones and in Grandville. Ah, interesting. Hmm. So you don't have to respec when you go to the Shadow Shard if you're a speeder. What is it called? Jetpacks. Jetpacks. Yeah. Richty Warzone now has invention crafting tables off to the side of Lady Grey for villains and heroes. Mm. A base portal has been added to Pocket D. Mm-hmm. Trina, the seamstress, a tailor, is now in Pocket D's VIP lounge. Ooh. Ooh. Note the VIP lounge is only accessible for those that purchase the Good vs. Evil edition of the game or the Good vs. Evil in-game item pack. Cool. So it's there in the Tiki Lounge. Yeah. Yay. So now you can easily get to the tailor at level three. <laughs> and we head into a breakdown of changes to City of Heroes powers, starting with blasters. Cold Mastery added Horfrost as a level 44 power. For Electrical Mastery, added Power Surge as a level 44 power. New power similar to Force of Nature, which is pretty good. Mental Manipulation, Mind Probe. This power will no longer accept range enhancements due to being a melee power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Munitions Mastery. Take out mastery. my brain and slap you with it. <laughs> <laughs> mind Probe. So no, not slapping inserting it somehow (laughs) (laughs) it's a probe (laughs) munitions mastery added surveillance as a level 44 power psychic blast psionic dart changed short and long help description of this power from minor damage to moderate damage Mm. psychic blast mental blast changed short and long help descriptions of this power from moderate to high damage well they were already those strengths they're just (laughs) Now they're just bragging about it. Mm -hmm. Normalized projectile speeds for psionic psychic blast powers. Generally faster. For controllers, Ice Mastery added Frost Breath as a level 44 power. Primal Forces Mastery added Energy Torrent as a level 44 power knockdown version. Stone Mastery added Seismic Smash as a level 44 power reduced damage. Plant Control Flytrap Flytrap had its resistances set too low. Resistances increased to intended levels. We're getting tired, folks. For defenders, Archery Aimed Shot changed attack speed from 1.67 to 1 second. Cold Domination Heat Loss once again grants the correct amount of recovery per target. Dark Mastery Oppressive Gloom increased radius. Dark Mastery Soul Drain increased buff from first target. Minor decrease in buff from additional targets. 
Electricity Mastery. Added Shocking Volt as the level 44 power. Psychic Mastery. Added World of Confusion as the level 44 power. Vigilance will no longer increase the defender's endurance costs when grouped with teammates with greater than normal health values. And that's where we were talking about those set bonuses and stuff like mm -hmm. that that increase the normal health values. Above that, you're not going to get that, you know, vigilance boost because you ideally wouldn't be healing as much. Mm -hmm. Normalize projectile speeds for psionic psychic blast powers generally faster. Peace bringers. Peace bringers. I wonder if this is, should be for all Keldians. No, there's a separate one for Warshades. Okay, so this is just Peacebringers. Can now activate dwarf form shape-shifting while held, stunned, slept, or terrorized. Hmm. Peacebringers damage adjusted. Increased melee damage to 0.85 from 0.75. Increased range damage to 0.8 from 0.625. Increased melee dwarf form form melee damage to 1.0 from 0.85. Hmm. Luminous Blast's Radiant Strike. This power's long help stated it dealt high damage. This was corrected to state that it deals superior damage. <laughs> White Dwarf Form Taunt Powers now have a 75% range debuff component. This will have the effect of forcing ranged attackers to move closer to the taunter. Cool. Cosmic Balance now grants 10% recharge slow resistance per Peacebringer, Warshade, Arachnos Widow, or Arachnos Soldier on their team. Ooh. Hmm. Cosmic Balance bonus now applies in shapeshifted forms. Coolness. For Scrappers, Body Mastery, Focused Accuracy, Decreased 2-Hit Buff, Added Accuracy Buff, provides a similar bonus in most circumstances in PvE. Claws corrected the damage and endurance cost on Shockwave. Damage went up from 1.04 to 1.05 scale, while endurance cost is fixed at 11.56. Claws reduced animation time of slash from 1.5 to 1.33, resulting in a damage scale reduction from 1.4 to 1.32. Seriously <laughs> fine-tuning. Dark Melee's Siphon Life Recharge Time reduced and damaged increased. Dark Melee's Midnight Grasp. Initial damage increased and damage over time duration shortened. Dark Melee Soul Drain, increased buff from first target, minor decrease in buff from additional targets. Martial Arts Dragon's Tail, corrected the critical hit portion of this power so that it is equal to the power's normal damage. Weapon Mastery, added Targeting Drone, modified to work like Focus Accuracy as a level 44 power. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Weapon Mastery Web Grenade. This power now correctly grants 10.00 fly protection on target, bringing it on par with other Web Grenade powers. Taunt powers in all primary scrapper power sets now have a 75% range debuff component. This will have the effect of forcing ranged attackers to move closer to the taunter. That's for scrappers. I want that for tankers, too. <laughs> that 
The suspense is killing me. <clears throat> tankers, you say? Tankers, I say. Well, my tanker is the one I care about. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. Arctic Mastery. Added Shiver as a level 44 power. And this is all for tankers. Mm-hmm. Dark Melee. Siphon Life. Recharge Time Reduced and Damage Increased. Dark Melee. Midnight Grasp. Initial Damage Increased and DOT Duration Shortened. Dark Melee Soul Drain, increased buff from first target, minor decrease in buff from additional targets. That's the same as the other. Mm -hmm. For the Scrapper. Earth Mastery added Quicksand as a level 44 power, Ooh. reduced debuff effect. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Energy Mastery, focused accuracy, decreased to hit buff, added accuracy buff. Mm. Provides a similar bonus in most circumstances in PvE. Pyre Mastery. Added Melt Armor as a level 44 power. Reduced debuff effect. Taunt Powers and all secondary tanker power sets now have a 75% range debuff component. Sweet. This will have the effect of forcing ranged attackers to move closer to the taunter. That makes my tanker happy. There you go. Warshades can now activate Dwarf Form Shapeshifting while held, stunned, slept, or terrorized. Warshades damage adjusted. Increased melee damage to 0.85 from 0.75. Sounds familiar. <laughs> Increased range damage from 0.8 from 0.625. Increased dwarf form melee damage to 1.0 from 0.85. Black dwarf form taunt powers now have a 75% range debuff component, which will have the effect of forcing range attackers to move closer to the taunter. Dark Sustenance now grants 10% recharge slow resistance per Peacebringer, Warshade, Rachnos Widow, or Rachnos Soldier on their team. Cool. Dark Sustenance bonus now applies in shape-shifted forms. One note for badges. Heroes owning the Fire Marshal, Bomb Squad, PPD Deputy, Security Expert, Interceptor, and Villain Disruptor badges should now award the Force of Justice Accolade. Awesome. The Force of Justice Accolade does not grant power. <laughs> but it's cool name. Yes. Emotes. Keldians in Dwarf Form will now be able to use the emotes from the Wedding Pack and the Super <laughs> Booster 1 Cyborg Pack. Nice. And there was much rejoicing. Yes, yes. City Zones, Linda Summers, King's Row Contact, is no longer on the far side of King's Row by the Galaxy City exit. Thank goodness. Now she is over by Blue Steel. Huzzah. That was one long, nasty <laughs> run. Paula Dempsey also got moved to the plaza at the Yellow Line ramp. Cool. Two basic stores added in Striga. Pile. <laughs> Smuggler Jimmy is on the docks in Port Noble, and Smuggler Freddy is near Ernesto Hess. Cool. Both will sell basic inspirations and buy back enhancements, recipes, and salvage. That's cool. City of Villains powers Arachnos Soldiers. There was probably supposed to be a carriage return there. Details. City of Villains powers Arachnos Soldiers. Tactical training slash assault. Corrected long help for this power to state that it grants resistance to placate and taunt, not protection. 
Arachno's soldier pets will now be usable when completing story arcs in Ouroboros, where only the use of archetype powers has been selected. Cool. Brutes. Dark melee, siphon life, recharge time reduced, and damage increased. This is going to sound familiar. (laughs) Dark melee's midnight grasp, initial damage increased, and damage over time duration shortened. Dark Melee's Soul Drain, increased buff from first target, minor decrease in buff from additional targets. Energy Aura's Energy Drain, modified Energy Aura's Energy Drain heal aspect to have some healing ability. The heal is roughly 3% of your health per target hit. Leviathan Mastery added Arctic Breath as a level 44 power. This is a cone power with debuff effects similar to those from Freezing Rain. Mace Mastery added Focused Accuracy. Soul Mastery added Darkest Night as a level 44 power. Reduced debuff effect. Super Reflexes Evasion. The brute version of this power will no longer have its defense affected by attacker's level. Brute Taunt Powers in all primary sets now have a 75% range debuff component. This will have the effect of forcing ranged attackers to move closer to the taunter. (laughs) Corruptors, Leviathan Mastery, added Hibernate as a level 44 power. Mace Mastery added Focused Accuracy as a level 44 power. Mew Mastery, Conserve Power added as a level 44 power. Mew Mastery Summon Adept now accepts pet damage and recharge intensive pet invention sets. Soul Mastery Power Boost added as a level 44 power. For Dominators, Icy Assault Ice Sword Circle. This power correctly accepts slow enhancements and IO sets. Soul Mastery's Soul Drain added as a level 44 power. Leviathan Mastery Water Spout, Eliminated Knockback and Fear Effect, Reduced Chance of Knockup and Stun. Knockup lols. <laughs> Leviathan Mastery Hibernate added as a level 44 power. Mace Mastery Personal Force Field added as a level 44 power. I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, space opera character. Mace Mastery! <laughs> <laughs> And his faithful companion, Dodger. Something. (laughs) Mew Mastery. Power Surge added as a level 44 power. Identical to Force of Nature. Psionic Assault Mind Probe. This power will no longer accept range enhancements due to being a melee power. Normalized projectile speeds for psionic psychic blast powers. Generally faster. Flame Control Flytrap. Flytrap. Had its resistances set too low. Resistances increased to intended levels. Masterminds. Leviathan Mastery. Knockout Blow added as a level 44 power. Mace Mastery. <laughs> power Boost added as a level 44 power. Warrior of the future. <laughs> Sorry. New Mastery. Thunderstrike AoE version. It is a level 44 power. Necromancy. L-I-C-H. Lich. Liches. Leeches. Liches. Torrent power should now only do knockdown. 
unless slotted with knockback enhancements or otherwise buffed. Ninjas, aim shot. Change the attack speed from 1.67 to 1 second. Mm. Robotics pulse, rifle blast. Almost <laughs> said rifle now. <laughs> Robotics pulse rifle blast. This power can no longer be slotted with knockback enhancements as it doesn't have a knockback component. Right. <laughs> well, that's nice of them. <laughs> Soul mastery, oppressive gloom added as a level 44 power, increased radius. The Ouroboros portal will now have a description in its info if selected by a mastermind. <laughs> well, you're a mastermind. You should already know. You shouldn't need a description. <laughs> I'm getting tired, baby. All mastermind upgrade powers will now affect all henchmen within 30 feet. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing about the Ouroboros thing. <laughs> all mastermind upgrade powers will now affect all henchmen within 30 feet of the target henchmen. Endurance cost for upgrade powers has been increased. It now takes approximately 45 endurance reducible by enhancements per upgrade power used. Stalkers. Claws slash shockwave. Corrected the damage and endurance cost on shockwave. Damage went up from 1.04 to 1.05 scale, while endurance cost is fixed at 11.56. Claws slash slash. Reduced animation time of Slash from 1.5 to 1.33, resulting in a damage scale reduction from 1.4 to 1.32. Awesome sauce. Claws Slash Buildup applied the 20% recharge and endurance discount to Buildup. Someone was kind enough to point out to me that this should really always have been there. Claws Slash Eviscerate. Eviscerate is no longer a cone attack. This means it has a 100% crit from Hide chance. And its damage scale increases from 1.99 to 2.23. Claws Eviscerate. Also, this power will now only accept single target melee IO enhancements. Which makes sense if it's no longer a cone. Right. Dark Melee. Siphon Life. Recharge time reduced and damage increased. Dark Melee. Midnight Grasp. Initial damage increased and dot duration shortened. Energy Aura, Energy Drain, Modified Energy Aura's Energy Drain Heal Aspect have some healing ability. The heal is roughly 3% of your health per target hit. Leviathan Mastery slash Water Spout, Eliminated Knockback and Fear Effect, Reduced Chance of Knock Up and Stun. Leviathan Mastery, Hibernate added as a level 44 power. Mace Mastery, Disruptor Blast. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Disruptor Blast. What does that have to do with maces? Unless he's the warrior of the future. <laughs> Added as level 44 power. New Mastery. Ball Lightning. Added as the level 44 power. Soul Mastery. Shadow Meld. New Power. Added as a level 44 power. Plus 20.25% defense. 15 second duration. 90 second recharge. Wow. Tasks. Alan Deslock now gives a better explanation why you cannot get his final mission from him. <laughs> tease. But he's um, a well-spoken tease. <laughs> Badges. The Bane of Dan and Badge. Hint. Now displays correctly rather than showing up as question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> 
City Zones. Breakout changed escaped convicts text to read Zig Combatants mm. for the Breakout tutorial. Gotcha. New villain respect contact. Arbiter Sawyer and Port Oaks. Added elevator markers to Grandville in similar fashion to Fault Line. Port Oaks got itself a black market. There are new abandoned labs, rows of invention crafting stations in Port Oaks and St. Marshall. Yay! <laughs> so those are the main patch notes. We move into known issues. Ah, the fun stuff. So this is listed as known issues as of December 2nd, 2008. Earlier today. Earlier today, because it gives a funky time zone thing. Yeah. 18.2008110573. I think that's the version. And there's some interesting issues that are so specific mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're kind of funny first up there are issues with random and sporadic client crashing that we are currently working to fix on live i saw another note that basically said while doing various activities like zoning you know doing this doing that or doing absolutely nothing at all <laughs> <laughs> that would be random <laughs> players cannot make open trades without some cases resulting in storage errors players can make drag and drop trades but should be aware of the surroundings and make sure to select the correct target this is this issue appears to be limited to trading salvage inspirations or recipes I'm curious if a storage error results in lost stuff. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Or that the trade just doesn't work and Mm. you get an error. Renaming a character may result in lost day job progress. Any player wishing to change a character name should first log in on that character to update the progress before logging out to proceed with the name change. Gotcha. Please note that any CS action in-game may result in lost day job progress they will not be reimbursed. Ouch. Please abide by our EULA in regards to player names. And user license agreement. Meaning no copyrights and no naughty words. Etc. Etc. In the French and German versions of City of Heroes, players cannot move inside their bases. Oh my gosh. However, players may still access the base editing tools to make changes to the bases. Great. That they can't then just, go You can just at. change your entryway. <laughs> well, you know, you can oh, change right, other stuff. You just right. won't be able to go and look at it like I always do to make sure I put it in the right place. Arachnos soldiers that choose <sighs> crab spider as either a primary or secondary build will not be able to remove the backpack from their costumes. Get it off me. Get it off me. <laughs> Selecting the Hide Recipes Missing Ingredients option in the Merit Vendor will affect the Hide Unowned Recipes option in Invention Tables. Mm -hmm. This can cause players to believe they cannot purchase generic recipes from Invention Tables because they have inadvertently hidden all unowned recipes. (laughs) You can buy nothing. Changing chat bubble color through the options menu will not change the appearance of the player's chat bubbles in-game. 
which is kind of the point. Make it useless. <laughs> the, for now. Mm -hmm. The patron plaques have not been updated. After accessing a patron plaque once, the scroll bars for the window disappear for future accesses of both that plaque and the other plaques. So memorize it. <laughs> <laughs> the copy current colors across body button does not function correctly unless a subcategory is selected. If unpinned, the friends window will continually reopen when closed. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> and by pinned, they mean, you know, you have that option where it's got the little, you can have the little blue dot in there and it just mm -hmm. stays there connected to the other part. Yeah. Or if you unclick that little blue button, or I guess click it so that it's gone, right. you can drag it around and place it somewhere. It just keeps popping open in the most annoying fashion. <laughs> so park that sucker and pin it. Pin it down. The south and west walls of supergroup bases do not allow players to change the height of objects while editing the base. Yeah, I said it. That's the problem. It's weird, but it's the problem. <laughs> the chat box may not always display a notification to inform players they have earned merit rewards. A rare bug can cause tells to appear with incomplete player names and messages. <laughs> That's going to get really confusing. <laughs> wow. I hate the homelessness this problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Name what that's from for a no prize. <laughs> Shields costume. Lots of glove costume pieces clip into all or some of the shields. Art. Pocket D supergroup beacon is missing art. Costume. Female. Lower body pants. Flared pants are no longer available in the costume creator or tailors. That's because flared pants are not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Those of you that love flared pants, they're awesome. <laughs> Global chat channel colors can change or rearrange randomly when zoning. Mm -hmm. Protector bots can get stuck on seeker drones. <laughs> <laughs> P strings sometimes incorrectly appear in hero zone event channels. P strings. Okay. Icon Genin. Genin? What is it again? You keep having to tell me. G-E-N-I-N. -N. Oh, that's the one They're that like I say ninjas. both ways every time. So yeah, that. Incorrectly, do not show a buff icon after train ninjas is used on them. Mace art is missing for Arachnos widows who require patron mace mastery powers. Oh, I'm sorry. Mace Mastery Powers. <laughs> Adventure of the Future. Fly poses do not work with some toggle powers. To create a villain epic archetype, players may need to log in with their level 50 villain first, then log back out to the login screen. Occasionally, access to villain epic archetypes can be reset by a publish of a new build, server, or network maintenance. Hmm. They had that problem before. Up, oh, same side, same thing. Hero side too. Remember, we were like, "Ha ha!" Wait, it's heroes. Too. <laughs> same things. Um, to create a hero epic archetype, players may need to log in with their level fifty hero first, then log back out to the login screen, for the same reason. Ice slick does not show up on Rickety tile set. 
Mace art is missing for crab spider soldiers who acquire patron mace mastery powers. Regeneration resilience lacking smashing resistance. It's always had it. <laughs> so those are the known issues for the new I-13 release. Yes. So when we have fixes, we'll be reading those as well. Because apparently there are a lot of things that need fixing. <laughs> but there's a lot of awesome, lots and lots of win in this issue. Yeah. So just in the little half hour, 40 minutes that I spent logging my gals in and moving them around, I saw a lot of cool stuff. And with pretty every issue since I've been playing, there are always some really weird things yeah. that come up and... But they're always good about getting in there and tweaking them and changing them and fixing them within the first couple of weeks. For most of them, yeah. yeah. Some of them last a little longer, but, you know, it's part of playing in a, an evolving game. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's I-13. And we still owe you guys feedback from, ep- from episode 40. Yep. Because we never got that edited up. It's been crazy. And new feedback since new the first feedback. part went up. And also part four of <laughs> Fantastic mm-hmm. Foe's fantastic IO set discussion. Yes. That will be in episode 42. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yes. Because it's just going to be full of all kinds of awesome. <laughs> so we're going to hopefully have this up for you by Wednesday. Hopefully you're listening to this Wednesday or Thursday, Juju's looking at me kind of funny. Yep, should have it up tonight. Yeah. And if you would like to make comments, again, you can call us at 206-203-1661. We miss your voices. Mm-hmm. You can also send an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment or join our forums at cohpodcast.com. Sounds good. Come interact. And with that, thanks for listening. Hope you guys really get to get in and have some fun with I-13. I know we're really going to try. Yeah. Get in there and muck about. (laughs) Until next time. Good hunting heroes. And villains. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes. <laughs>